You are listening to the God Focused Life Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Thompson, and my prayer is that every single listener will be inspired and challenged to be all that God has created you to be. Welcome to a God Focused Life Podcast. I'm so thankful you are here. We are on episode nine, and today we're going to talk about when bad things happen and God allows the struggle. We all go through struggles. You guys have heard me say that over and over and over. Bad things do happen, and I'm not going to pretend like I have all of the answers because I certainly do not. As I'm going through life and as God reveals certain facets and certain principles. And when he gives those to me, I just like to share them because they may be valuable to someone else. It's kind of like digging for gold and I find one piece at a time. And when I find it, I get really excited and I just want to show everybody. It's kind of like show and tell. So I do not have all of the answers, but today I do want to share Something that God revealed to me about struggle, something about being a parent has taught me a little bit more of what it must be like from God's perspective and from his point of view when we go through struggle. I remember when Lance was younger, um, oh gosh, he must have been probably seven, eight, maybe-ish. I don't know that he was, I think he was seven or eight, and he would get in trouble. And for whatever reason, one of the punishments that I started doing was I would make him do push-ups. And depending on how bad he got in trouble, that would determine how many push-ups I would make him do. And there was one day, I can't even remember, maybe this is how God throws it our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. I can't even remember what it was he did, but Whatever it was, I knew that I needed to put a stop to that at once, and I made him get down, and I was very firm, and I said, you get down and give me, are you ready for this? (laughs) Give me 100 push-ups, and he looked at me like, what? And I said, right now, buddy, get down and push him out, and he started doing his push-ups, and he kept going. And he just took it like 10 at a time. And then he would start tearing up and I would look at him and I would say, you better suck it up. I don't want to see tears. I want to see push-ups. I was very firm with him and he pushed them out. He would break maybe for just a second and I was on him. You push, you push. And he continued on until finally it was 97, 98, 99 and 100. And he finished it. He accomplished it. And then he was worn out. I can't remember exactly what he was like right after, but I am sure that he was sore the next day, the next couple of days to probably be a reminder to him of what had happened. That soreness of, you know, him misbehaving. Then there comes my discipline And then him being sore for him to remember for the next few days. And maybe that's why I don't remember what the issue was because maybe it corrected it. (laughs) And, you know, and I think about that because later on, Lance started doing gymnastics. And because the discipline, whenever he did, you know, that was not his one and only time of doing push-ups, he would continue doing them later on. And 
when he started doing gymnastics, he had some amazing upper body strength and he was able to advance in his routines. And when he started competing in gymnastics, and, and of course that was a different kind of discipline, not out of you know bad behavior, but a different kind of discipline. All of those disciplines added up to where when he was going to compete, he would actually come home with awards and trophies. And he did really, really well. And now that he's older, he's a teenager, he loves to play football. And now he is disciplining himself to do the hard thing. Even right now, as I'm doing the podcast, he is downstairs lifting weights because he knows doing the hard thing will make him better. And he's not choosing to do a foolish thing today. He's not wasting his Saturday. He's not wasting his time today. He is working towards his goals of being better and being disciplined. And I think we can put that, you know, that perspective you know, on a daily basis for us, what are those goals? What are those things that we are really trying to push towards? And where do we need to discipline ourselves? And when we are not disciplining ourselves, maybe it's the Lord that comes in and makes us do a hard thing, or maybe he takes something away, or maybe, you know, there's just, there are things that, that come into our life that we don't know why is this happening to us. And we think it is just the worst thing that could happen, but yet God is using that to shape us and to mold us. I will say as a parent, when I look at that, I look at my children and I think of things that will be beneficial to them and things that won't be beneficial to them. So sometimes they may want to do something and I may say, absolutely not. The answer is no. And they may just feel you know, I don't know how they feel, you know, because usually they've actually been taught to be respectful of us. I mean, they can share their emotions. Absolutely. But we kind of took care of the temper tantrums a long time ago. And the reason we did that was because we wanted them to be able to hear God's voice and be obedient. It doesn't mean that they can't voice their opinions or their feelings. And sometimes they do. They will counter whatever it is that we are saying and they will debate it and say, but this is the reason why I think I should be able to, and we can debate it and talk about it. But I think there's something beautiful when they are taught at a young age, you know what? Mommy has said no, and you better not ask me again, because I already know, I already have insight, especially when they're younger, why they want to do that thing, why they want to watch TV until 10 o'clock and they're only five years old, or why they want to eat candy all day long. I already know why, because it tastes good and they don't want any boundaries. But as they get older and their logic starts kicking in, they are able to counter it and we can discuss those things. But I think that once we set those those foundations in their lives to be able to actually understand a no and say, you know what? I don't like this, but mom has said no. There are certain things that will come into their lives that their dad and I know if they go down this road, it is not going to be good for them. And we have to set those boundaries. 
say if they, you know, maybe we are a homeschooling family and they want to take PE all day long, or if it was up to Lance, Lance would do his workouts all day long and never open up his math. <laughs> it's just the way that it is. But we have to set those disciplines and we have to close some doors. We have to use wisdom to know what doors to open and what doors to close. And when we take that into our uh, spiritual life with the Lord, there are doors that he's going to close and we can come to him and be open and honest and say, God, I don't understand why you are doing this. And a lot of times when we take that into our quiet time or we take that, you guys have heard me say this over and over to get really good mentors and other people who are diving into the word, they may know some answers and they may have some insights or they may just come with you in prayer where you guys can just join together and go to the father and just pray and say, God, you know, I'm asking you to open the right doors, close the right doors and give us understanding. Proverbs says with all of your getting, get understanding. I think it's a beautiful thing when we are called by Christ and we are set apart. Again, I do not know the answers to everything in the Bible. I don't think anybody does. Um, but what I do have, I, I do like to give and share with you guys, as I said earlier, but I think it's beautiful. The word predestined is in the Bible. Now, um, there's a lot of, you know, doctrines based on that and a lot of, you know, maybe some disagreements and theology, you know, differences. But, you know, the word is used in the Bible. And I love it because in Galatians, there is a verse, it's in Galatians chapter one, and it is in verse 15, and it's Paul talking. And he said that God set him apart from birth and he called him by his grace, by God's grace and his power and his mercy. He called Paul even from birth. And if you know the story of Paul, Paul was a wayward sinner. He spent years literally killing Christians. He persecuted Christians and he was a ringleader. Now, in his early years, he knew the Bible from, um, you know, the Old Testament. He knew it because he was raised in a Jewish culture and he knew uh, he had a rabbi that he would learn from. So he knew the scriptures, but he did not follow Christ. He did not believe in Christ until later on. He has an encounter with the Lord and um, and it, it changed him. And then he had to have more instruction on who Jesus was. And then all of a sudden, um, he comes into the Christian ring and they were afraid of him. They are like, really? His his name was Saul until he became a Christ follower and his name was changed to Paul. But they are like, really? This is Saul, the one who kills Christians. You are going to let him into our inner circle. And they were afraid of him. But in his life, God used every part of his life. God used the fact of, you know, he was born into a Jewish culture. He was raised with a very high education. He knew the Bible. He was, you know, with the, um, he knew different languages. He was very well educated. And then later when he became a Christ follower, he had a lot of ears really listening to him. He had a lot of people's attention because they trusted his education. 
And then when he became a Christ follower, um, his heart was changed and people started seeing, wow, he, he's getting some insights that we've not even heard. You know, so he's writing so many of the books of the Bible in the New Testament. And God used all of his experiences, even his sin, even his time of sin. And he, um, it was a time where he had humility because of who he knew that he was. He said, of, of sinners, I am the worst of sinners. I'm the absolute worst. And he could use his experience. I have great education. I persecuted uh, Christians, but now God is revealing things to me. And he could relate to so many people in his audience. And that's, that is so, it, it applies to us today because we can use our past, whether it's our mistakes, the things that God allowed into our lives, the things that God did not allow into our lives. But then you have someone like John the Baptist. Um, he was the one who was, his mom was pregnant at the same time Jesus's mom was pregnant and they were related. They were cousins and God made it very clear that John the Baptist was not to ever even drink wine ever. And, you know, and he gave clear instructions to his parents about who John the Baptist was going to be, what he was allowed to do, what he was not allowed to do. And his boundaries were a lot more strict because of his calling. And God has a purpose in every single calling. If you look in the Old Testament and the New Testament, I, I like it because a lot of us can identify with one, two, three certain people that's in the Bible. And sometimes depending on what we go through, I could relate to David on one day and relate to Rahab on another day and relate to Esther on a different day because that's the, that's the beauty of God's word. But what the reason I want to share this with you is to say all of your life is with purpose. All of the disciplines and the hard things you've gone through has been for a purpose. Everything that you are facing in your future, maybe you are looking for your next job or your next business endeavor. Maybe you need money to pay the bills. Maybe you, you know, need a doctor's uh, you've gotten a bad doctor's report and you need a healing and you want to go back to a, a scan that says you are cancer free or whatever that may be. We will go through these hard, hard circumstances, but God is God over them all. I don't know why in my life, why my mom died when I was 14. I do not know why I was diagnosed with cancer when I was 36 and why was I you know, blessed or lucky. I don't know if you can even use the word lucky, but why did I find that tumor when I was in stage two? But other people, my mentor, my spiritual mentor found hers when she was in stage four. Why do things happen that way? Why do I have friends who are trying to have babies, yet I have two very healthy babies of my own? There are so many um, differences in, in the way that we live the maybe some handicaps or special needs. I know last night, uh, my son, like again, he's playing football and we played against a team who the, the whole team is deaf and we played and it was very interesting. There were many times where I was fighting back tears because 
there is just so much that I know that I take for granted, even just with my hearing. And when I would look at that team and the way that they would celebrate or look at the cheerleaders when they were doing their cheers, but they're doing them in silence. And even when they are doing the cheers, their team wouldn't even be able to hear them, of course, but yet they are cheering and they're giving it everything they had. And it was the most beautiful, beautiful uh, picture of seeing those cheerleaders with, with excitement and love and joy for the game and the players just being excited about playing the game of football. I don't understand. I just, I look at that and I'm thinking, wow, it just makes me want to go learn sign language so that I can be there with them and teach them the things about the Bible or, you know, to, to be able to minister to them or whatever that would look like. I don't, you know, I don't know, but I don't know why some people go through life blind or some people are called home at an early age or some people are, uh, you know, they're stillborn, you know, some babies are stillborn or maybe even aborted and, uh, just bad things do happen to us as a human in a human race. But I will say this, there is always hope in Jesus Christ. Jesus knows the plan for our lives. He said that every single day was ordained for us. He says that he formed us in the womb. So there's not even a moment when when life comes to us that God is not with us. And again, he used the word predestined because he knew the plan, even from the foundations of the earth, of who we would be, what we would go through, the hard things that we would face, the things that the hard things that's going to make us better the hard things that's going to make us more like Christ and grip onto him white knuckled. So I just want to encourage you, go to your word and really dig in. I think Google search is a great tool that we have this day and age to find some resources and make sure, you know, be very careful. If you're not used to going into Google searches for things of scriptures, you know, find a mentor or pastor or a Bible study teacher to help you know, to help teach you how to do an appropriate Google search so that you're not finding crazy stuff that looks spiritual, but it's really not. Make sure that you are grounded in your searches, but, but search those things. Why, why are godly people diagnosed with cancer? Why did I lose my sibling to drug addiction? Why can't I stop viewing pornography? Why did my parents get a divorce? Why did, you know, all of these, you can, you can Google anything. And then at the end of it, scriptures, scriptures for kids who or scriptures. Why does God let, you know, and, and find, just dig into the verses and, and dig into some, maybe some commentaries as well when you find those verses to, to, to dig into a little bit deeper meaning and understanding of what God's trying to say through his word. I just want to end this podcast in prayer because I think all of us go through these hard times and maybe you are going through a hard time right now. And I just want to lift you up right now. So God, I thank you for the listener right now who is listening for such a time as this. They are struggling. They are going through something that's really hard. Maybe they have been praying for days and days for something to happen or for a breakthrough or for healing, for a clear diagnosis from the doctor, for a marriage to be um, uh, bound together again, for hearts to change for that college degree, for finances to go to college or to pay the bills. 
There's so many things that we struggle with, God, and we come to you asking you to answer those prayers. But God, I just want to turn those things around and say, God, I ask that you are Lord over us and that you teach us and train us. Even as a parent, when we are training our children, we are still their providers. We love them. We're going to feed them dinner. We're going to make sure that they have clothes on. But sometimes when they go through a hard thing, they can only see that hard thing. So for that listener right now who is blinded and can only see the hard thing, I ask that you remove that veil from their eyes, that you remove the doubt and the fear and the anxiety and the worry, and you replace it with love. You replace it with fatherhood, that you are the father who loves them. You are the parent versus even referred to you as a mother that loves and watches your children. So I thank you, God, that you do have the plan. You know what's best for us. You make us stronger and more Christ-like. I ask you, Lord God, for any areas where maybe it is an attack from the enemy. And I ask you, Lord God, to give discernment to all of us to know when the enemy is attacking and give us the tools to combat. Give us the verses. Your word says that our our weapons are literally the verses. It is, it's a, it's our prayers and speaking God's word. It's truth. And that's our weapons of warfare. So I pray God that we would be rooted in the faith, rooted and grounded in your word so that we can recognize the enemy when he comes and we are able to combat him effectively and efficiently and swiftly. So Lord, I thank you uh, for this podcast so that it may be an encouragement to others that you would allow the words from, from my lips to inspire and encourage someone to come closer to you. It's not about Rebecca, but it is all about Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross. If there is anybody who doesn't know Jesus as their personal savior, I lift them up to you, Lord God, that they can welcome you into their hearts, into their lives and start doing life with you, that their eternity does not start when we go to heaven but our eternity starts when heaven lives in our hearts. It is your kingdom that comes and resides literally in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I thank you, Lord. I praise you and give you all the the, the glory for this podcast, for these teachings, for anything that would bring you glory and honor and anything that's not, or maybe that in my human error and uh, mistakes that you would cover over that and give grace and mercy for that. But Lord, we love you and we give you this day and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So guys, I'm so thankful you you tuned in. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, I will invite you to share it with your friends. You can rate it and review it. And when you do that, it allows the other searchers, people who are coming in to search for Christian podcasts, it will help them find this podcast a little easier. So I hope you have a blessed day and we will see you or you'll hear me next time. Okay. Bye for now.